Hello, and welcome to the Veeam Community Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Vanover. This is episode 139, Solid State and Hard Drive Fun with QNAP. Here we go. Today, my my guest is Daniel Francis Lyon. How you doing, Daniel? Hi, I'm doing good. So, uh, Daniel, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, I mentioned in the title that we're going to have some fun with storage, and you're with QNAP. So can you tell us about your role at QNAP and what are some of the things that you do there? Yeah, so um, I, I do manage some accounts with our, our resellers, and also I give a lot of pre-sales advice, uh, you know, ask people what exactly they want to do, and I don't just advise on the right, at, right device to buy, but also the right configuration to get the performance that they need. Well, that's a really important topic with storage these days. I, I consistently see people only looking at like, you know, terabyte or gigabyte capacity. You know, they don't think about configuration. They don't think about drive type performance. Heck, even storage protocol, right? Do you kind of guide sometimes the resellers and customers through some of those types of decisions? Yeah, yeah. How much capacity, uh, what the best configuration is for uh, IOPS or sequential throughput or both, and trying to do it on a specific budget. Oh, oh yeah, that number. That number comes up all the time, right? The budget. And, right. you know, <laughs> QNAP storage, you know, we've had one in the lab here, and uh, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about here in the podcast. They just went through the Veeam Ready program uh, last year, which was a great milestone. But Tell us a little bit, Daniel, about QNAP storage. I mean, I, I kind of, in my mind, think of all the QNAP storage systems as like unified storage, but there's really a lot of different models, a lot of different configurations. Kind of give us the overview of the different QNAP storage solutions. Yeah, well, first of all, um, the vast majority of our NAS would have the same OS and almost all the same features. So in most cases, uh, it's a matter of, you know, what kind of CPU do you want, how much RAM, how many bays, what kind of connections uh, for the performance that you need. But um, even on our really low-end units, the, the more advanced uh, features would typically be available. So I would guide people through through those kind of questions. You know, I spoke to someone at, at QNAP, and it, I don't think it was you. Uh, I talked to a lot of people, unfortunately, but uh, I have trouble remembering sometimes. But I remember there were some really small units. I mean, that even, you know, especially when you think about like maybe home systems or uh, branch office, like I want to say like some even one and two drive systems, right? So the the menu was a lot broader, I think, than than what people might think of. We're going to get to one particular configuration here at, uh, on, on the bigger side of things. But, you know, where does, where does the QNAP storage product start in terms of, you know, size and capacity and stuff like that? And we go down to like... To, to a one bay unit that's like 130 bucks or something really, really cheap. Though for most of our business customers, I would recommend at least two bays for redundancy. Well, I'm all about that. Uh, I kind of look at it as I might buy two of those devices and you know uh, manage backups on both, right? So whether you do multiple devices or a multiple bay, uh, in a drive system, I'm presuming there's a RAID or RAID-like technology going on there. But you always want to think about with a storage system, you know, when you answer those questions about price, performance, I think the availability aspect and then everything from backup, backup software, RAID, or maybe some replication technologies or putting stuff in the cloud, all those other types of availability things come in as well. And, and Daniel, you mentioned that 
all of the de devices run the same software. Can you tell us just a real quick kind of overview of that? Yeah, well, I mean, almost all our devices run QTS, uh, Linux-based, um, EXT4 file system. We do have a few enterprise devices uh, that run QES, which is ZFS-based. Uh, but vast majority, uh, and e from our you know really small one-bay units up to 24-bay rack mount, w would typically run QTS, mm. and therefore have access to even our enterprise features on most of those units. Well, that's pretty compelling because uh, that actually walks us right into, I guess, the beef of what we want to talk about here today. So for the listeners, I'll give you guys a little background. I want to say it was November or December, soon after QNAP got the uh, the Veeam Ready certification, you know, just to kind of, I guess, explain how storage vendors and software vendors and, and in some cases, external groups and websites and analysts and press sites work together. We always want to promote things. And I, I started a conversation with storagereview.com. They're kind of a lack of a better word, a media partner uh, that both QNAP and Veeam uh, partner with from a kind of a public facing perspective. And if you haven't been over to storagereview.com for the listeners, you might want to check it out. Uh, as I'd argue it's probably one of the best independent labs in terms of speeds and feeds and IO testing and uh, things like that, right? If you want to know what type of performance you'll get out of this new monster capacity hard drive or this, you know, special cell SSD you know, Kevin over there at Storage Review, he is the one that's going to test that stuff out. And, you know, that's what brings us to this topic is that the uh, recent test that they did, they took one of the QNAP systems, I believe it was the TS-1685, and they kind of put it through a, a couple of configurations. And before we go any further with that, so Daniel, can you tell us a little bit about the TS-1685? Yeah, so the TS-1685, it's uh, a large tower unit with a 12 3.5-inch bays and four 2.5-inch bays. So you could put a lot of storage on there. The 2.5-inch bays are often used for SSD cache. has a Xeon D CPU. It's got two 10-gigabit ports built in. And it's very expandable because it has three PCIe slots, which you could use for either more 10G ports or even adding a card for NVMe storage or cache. You know, I got to uh, – I need some help. I don't even know what NVMe storage and cache is. Well, that's kind of a trick. I kind of know, but it's one of those newer things that kind of come into the storage conversation. Can you give us an overview of, of what that type of technology is? Yeah, well, NVMe is a faster kind of SSD. And basically, uh, SATA SSDs use a SATA protocol, which can pretty much kind of do one request at a time, where NVMe can do many thousands of requests at a time. And so it's just uh, the way it works is much more optimized for how SSDs work. And it has a more direct access to the CPU for lower latency, higher IOPS. And so in just in real practical terms, NVMe drives can be like four to six times faster sequentially and quite a bit faster with IOPS as well. Well, that's pretty impressive. And I really appreciate appreciate your explanation of it there because, like I said, a lot of times you see NVMe just kind of dropped in without really the context of what it does for a storage system. So that really helps. I appreciate that. And, you know, one thing I'll, I want to highlight, and I took a moment and looked around the, the site, uh, the QNAP site, which I'll have some links up at the podcast notes for this, but you guys put basically real processors in the mix, right? I see like this this model has a Xeon processor, so it's capable of some of those uh, 
the more advanced storage software systems as well, I take it, the 1685. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty high performance because of that Xeon CPU, so you're going to get good IAPS, good performance, work great with Veeam, as well as be able to run you know, many of the apps that QNAP offers with our systems. Cool. And uh, those apps can do everything like uh, obviously provision, you know, the standard storage protocols, but uh, any other cool magic that the software can do? Yeah, well, I mean, it depends what you need it to do, but I mean, for you know, anywhere from like entertainment, you know, Plex Media Server stuff to um, more enterprise features like SSD over provisioning to get more performance out of SSDs. Of course, our caching feature. Um, use, I mean, there's more than 100 apps for a wide variety of things that you can do. Pretty much when we make a feature, um, we just make it available on all of our QN apps that are able to run that feature. So we have features more for home use, we have features for enterprise use, and we just give everyone access to everything. Well, that's pretty impressive. In fact, when I look at, you know, you say over 100 apps, chances are if it's anything that can make a blinky light blink, there sounds like there's an app for it in that storage software. So that's pretty awesome. Now, one thing I wanted to highlight that we we have as a kind of a specific resource that, again, I'll put in the podcast notes, but Storage Review took one of these TS-1685s, and they actually made this backup and recovery solutions brief where they actually took some Veeam software and specifically leveraged it with some of the different capabilities of in this model, the 1685. And it's really cool because they're showing you sequential improvements with the flash redirection and then without the flash redirection. And it's incredibly night and day difference in some of the performance. So I'll highlight, at least from the Veeam side, what was configured. And then I'll ask you, Daniel, you know, how was it configured from the QNAP side? Now, from the Veeam side, what happened here is that there was a scale-out backup repository. That's a Veeam term that aggregates different storage systems. And in this example, there was one extent that was made up of SSDs and another that was made up of HDDs. And we can then walk into some of the great configurations like placement and performance, and we saw some pretty cool results here. But from the QNAP perspective, Daniel, tell me about how in this example there was a mix of HDDs and SDDs. How was that? How's that look in a QNAP system? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, all, first of all, all of our systems in the normal 3.5 inch drive bays can take either HDDs or SSDs. But this particular system has four 2.5 inch bays designed specifically for SSDs so that you don't have to use up any of the HDDs uh, storage bays. And so you can put multiple SSDs in there up to four and make a storage pool uh, out of SSDs, make uh, volumes from the SSD storage pool or make LUNs. And so in this case, uh, I, I believe it was a, a LUN that they, that they used uh, to accelerate the uh, uh, Veeam, to accelerate the Veeam storage. Yeah, in fact, they uh, they did one thing in particular is that they I think it was they it was not a huge one, but it was a 200 gig SSD back LUN that was used for the updates. So anything that was vPower, so instant VM recovery, data labs, sure backup, those are those things that are read from the backup storage, but the writes don't go back to the backup storage. The writes have to get redirected somewhere else. So what this configuration did is have an SSD target for that, and that was a block resource, a LUN, 
and it actually made this perform quite well for the price and for the configuration. So that's actually, in my opinion, really cool because granted this seems like a kind of a higher end unit, but you're actually walking into really high performance with really good granular control and you can balance a lot of different capacity elements with this TS1685. And I'm looking at a picture of it here. I do see those four um, two and a half inch drive bays. You know, when you talk to different customers, Daniel, you know, what kind of vers versatility elements do they look for out of a QNAP storage system? This was one particular example, but what are some of the other kind of use cases that especially businesses are gonna kind of latch on to this configuration with the the other drives and the mix and match and stuff like that. Well, I mean, some people just want pure HDD storage. They mostly want capacity. Some people want HDD storage with SSD cache so that they can have low cost storage, but really accelerate that. Some people want SSD storage pools to hold their VM images on or to do what Veeam is doing here. Um, it, it, there's a huge range of, of what pe people want from this huge raw capacity to uh, very high performance, mm -hmm. uh, even all SSD storage options. You know, I think if I remember right, I'm pretty sure they actually had a second TS-1685 provisioned as the VMware data stores, right? The source data, if I remember right. They might not have written that up in this part of the test, but I kind of think that that was also in place. So just to give the re the listeners kind of a sense of the versatility of this this type of storage system, you can really use it any different way. And uh, especially when you consider all the different models that are available, this is this is pretty compelling. So anyways, no, this is great insight, uh, Daniel. And then when I think about these versatile storage systems with this kind of granular control that you have with the different types of disks and how you provision and make the storage accessible. And then when you also consider all the different apps to also leverage the storage, and then you also consider the capabilities of the software like Veeam, in this case with the scale out backup repository, there's really a lot of software going into managing the storage. Um, you know, what kind of thoughts do you have around all of the different software levels? I mean, I'm all pro software, but do you find that your customers and your partners really latch onto that and find good configurations? Yeah, and of course, it really depends who they are, because some people just want the real simple use case, but um, some people really want to do what they can to up their performance. And so something we've done in the, in the software that I think is, is really helpful is our SSD over-provisioning. In some cases, we've as much as tripled the IOPS on SSDs, so you could buy lower cost SSDs that aren't necessarily extremely high performance SSDs, apply over provisioning, get uh, better throughput, uh, much better IOPS, SSD lasts longer. So some of those uh, features to improve performance on lower cost uh, hardware and also further improve performance on higher cost hardware. Some people have really appreciated that. Well, that sounds a pretty pretty compelling. I'll have to put a link in particular to that SSD over provisioning technology. I'm not personally familiar with it, but looks like, you know, reserving space for that extra performance, that's uh, that's pretty attractive. Well, cool. Hey, hey, Daniel, this has been uh, very helpful. Uh, any any additional comments that you want to share to the to the listeners or where, where they can find more information on some of the different QNAP storage systems? Yeah, well, I mean, you could go to QNAP.com go to the product overview to see all of what we have. But I uh, just want to say that, you know, QNAP is, is a great uh, destination for iSCSI storage, 
for uh, also mapping drives through SMB or using NFS. And you know, some people are buying uh, more expensive SAN systems uh, to use iSCSI. And uh, you know, we also support iSCSI, and we're typically lower cost for the, at around the same performance, um, and in some cases higher performance. It depends what system you're looking at. But we have you know excellent uh, units that are great uh, for for iSCSI for SMB. Uh, we go up to more than a petabyte uh, on a NAS uh, for usable storage, or we have really small systems as well. Yeah, and I'm even thinking about other use cases like home labs for IT pros who need some VMware type iSCSI or block storage, that type of stuff. I mean, the ideas are just kind of popcorning out to me left and right. So everyone, you know, check out QNAP.com. You can uh, find some information on the different storage products there. And you can also go to QNAP underscore NAS on Twitter. Uh, they have a Twitter feed there as well. And they also actually are pretty active on the Facebook page as well at QNAPSYS, uh, facebook.com forward slash QNAPSYS. So uh, Daniel, hey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me.